Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the Real Sports Podcast, episode 68. Uh, my name is Dan Kurtz. In case you all forgot, you probably did. I almost did even forget my own name at this point. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the man, the myth, and always a legend, Aaron Riley. Um, it's been a while, folks. Definitely has been a while. Very much apologize for the hiatus, for the delay, if you will. Um, Consistency has never been uh, this podcast or my own strong suit uh, throughout the lifespan of, of the show. But uh, we are back uh, better than ever. Took a little refresh, little break on my end, some work obligations and life obligations in general um, got in the way. And I want to thank Aaron for his continued patience, uh, even pushing the show and, and our ideals along um, kind of during my absence. Very much appreciate his hard work up to this point, but folks, um, if you thought we were going to miss out on draft season, on the start of the MLB season, on NBA playoffs, on NHL playoffs, you are sorely mistaken. Uh, we are back better than ever, as I said, to bring you the hottest takes. Uh, probably not keen analysis, but we will try to provide some analysis. Got some trades to chat through the Eagles, the Jets, almost trades, uh, a lot of draft preview tonight, NFL stuff, and we'll get into. Obviously, baseball and America's game, obviously, as we got underway a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Orioles and Aaron's team are doing some good things down in Baltimore. The Yankees are not, uh, which is unfortunate, but we will certainly get into everything. Um, but first things first, Aaron, how are we doing, my friend? Yeah, man, no, you you nailed nailed it on the head already. I mean, we'll, we're not going to miss out on, on the you know upcoming NFL draft here in just about a week's time. Um, MLB in full swing no no pun intended and uh you know the playoffs in in the winter basically if you want to call them the winter sports are are you know coming to fruition as well so it's it's all it's all happening at one time and that's what we love about this time of year and, and sports so i'm definitely you know thankful that we're back back on the saddle and, and we're ready to get it just get it going ready to get it going um absolutely are the nfl is ready to get the draft going as well coming to you live uh next thursday which is interesting aaron and i were just talking about this draft in general and it felt like last year um everyone was talking about you know those top five quarterbacks you had trevor lawrence zach wilson trey lance uh justin fields mac jones all kind of vying for obviously five of the top 
you know, 15 ish or so spots. And, and now you really don't have, I mean, Aaron and I were talking about a little bit outside of like maybe a Carolina, maybe a Seattle. Um, can't see many teams taking a stab at a QB um, in the first kind of 15 picks, which is insane. The top of the draft has a lot of great edge rushers. Um, top five or top 10, I should say, has a couple of wide receivers that people are looking at. But from everything that I've been reading thus far, Aaron, it seems that like guys like Jamar Chase, uh, Penny Sewell, uh, Rashawn Slater, even like an Elijah Moore, those guys would all be considered probably top five, top 10 prospects this year. And some of those guys obviously did go in the top five, but like, I think if Jamar Chase in this draft, he would go number one overall. I think Penny Sewell would go number one overall. I think Jalen Waddle would be up there. I just think if you look at a lot of the guys um, from last year's draft and compared to this year's talent pool, uh, it just seems to me and everything I've been reading and, and, you know, seeing from these scouts is that, you know, just not the caliber of this class. And it does have a lot of depth, which I've heard there's not much drop off from, you know, call the third round to like the second round and so on and so forth, which is good for teams that have a lot of picks. Look at a team like the Jets have, have two, te- two top 10 picks and then two picks in the top 10 in the second round and then, and then a third rounder and then another couple in the fourth round. So potentially could be setting up nice for your boy. No, Aaron, you guys have a, have a lot of picks, but also made a nice little trade there to defer some capital to next year, which seems like Howie's, uh, Ever since we shit on Howie, like, during COVID, I feel like he's been uh, doing some good things. Aaron probably disagrees with that because he's obviously a lot closer to the team than I am. But uh, <laughs> from an outside perspective, it looks like he's doing some good things. But in general, Aaron, like, we're, like this, this quarterback's class and, you know, kind of the lack thereof talent, like, how do you think that's kind of impacting the way teams are, are especially if you need a quarterback, like, what do you think teams are going to do? you think they're going to, you know, wait and obviously try to get one next year like maybe the Eagles are with deferring that pick or what do you think the strategy is coming into this year's draft yeah no I think um I think basically what you you just touched on there I think you know come next year um you know even you know teams setting themselves up for next year I think you'll start seeing that only because you know you might be able to see some of these quarterbacks like in the late rounds like you never know you could find yourself uh like I remember, I think Dak Prescott was a fourth round pick. I mean, maybe maybe there'll be a guy like that this year, but yeah. these like these top top guys, like the you know the top three, I guess you want to say, just aren't as strong as like in years past. And and Daniel and I talked about this off air. It's like, you know, we it's been years since we saw a draft with you know not you know the the quarterback pool is just weaker than it's been in in years. I'll say so. You know, with that said, it's like you know. For to set yourself up for the next year, you know, not sure what the quarterback class is going to look like. I'm not, I should be more tapped in than I am, I guess. But um, as far as that goes, like, I, I just feel like this year is kind of a, a shot in the dark. Like, you know, maybe Kenny Pickett turns into something, but maybe he doesn't. Like last year, you thought at least like two, three of those guys will, you know, prove themselves at the next level. This year, it's like, you know, only God knows what's going to happen come, you know, in the, in the next couple of years with, with Kenny Pickett. And um, see, I, I even draw a blank after that, the other two guys. <laughs> so it's like, you know, forgive me for that, but it's, it's, yeah, Malik Willis is one of them, um, you know, but it, it's, it's definitely a question mark, man. I, I want to get your take on it, but I, I don't really know how I feel about it uh, as far as like these quarterbacks, like how confident I am in, in any of them. 
Yeah, I, I would not. I mean, if I had a top 10 pick, I would stay far away. I mean, if you're going to take one of these guys, you mentioned a pick it, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, uh, Matt Corral. I think those are the, the top four guys. Then you kind of have some drop off. I might be forgetting a name or two there, but um, you, know, you look at like a Carolina at, at six, you look at in Atlanta, who knows what they're doing at eight, uh, Seattle at nine, um, you know, Washington with Carson Wentz at 11, um, Texans at, at 13. You think they're obviously, you know, um, you know, riding Davis Mills. That could be a consideration. Saints at 16 just made that trade with you guys. Uh, I feel like that's probably a lock. I, I, you know, if there's a lock at all in this top 15, it's probably the Saints taking or the top, you know, 20, I'll say, because they have picked 16. It's probably the Saints taking a quarterback. I'd love to get your take on that. And then they also have, um, I believe they've picked 19 too. So maybe that's a consideration um, for sure. And then I mean, even like building out a little bit, maybe Pittsburgh at, at like 20, um, even though they just got Mitch Trubisky, which is, which is somewhat interesting. And then maybe the Lions take someone at, at 32 because they have that pick from the Rams, obviously from that Stafford trade from last year. So rattled off a couple, a couple of names there. I think the over under right now on quarterbacks taking the first round is set at two and a half. Um, I, I would probably take the over just because I feel like, you know, getting into like the twenties and, and maybe some teams will trade up back in the first round, maybe like, uh, you know, maybe like Houston, maybe the Lions, if they don't, you know, take take one in that 32nd pick, maybe they move up and, and grab and take someone else at 32. I have no idea. But um, I feel like those teams in like 25 to 32 are always willing to move down anyway, just to get more picks and kind of more cracks of the can if you want to take, you know, some more depth players since overall rosters are pretty much built out at this point with, with them being so successful on a year and year out basis. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe even like a Minnesota, I'm looking now at 12 would be interesting, but, um, I feel like at least probably corral and then, and then Willis, I would say are the top two. And then maybe Pickett goes, you know, somewhere probably in like the, you know, 20 to like 27 range. I could definitely see that happening. But, um, as we get closer to the draft, I feel like these teams who have lost out on kind of their quarterbacks this off season, like a Carolina for sure. I mean, I could not tell you who the Atlanta quarterback is right now. It it might honestly be Josh Rosen. I I shit you not. I have no idea who their quarterback is. So um, I feel like they've, they have to be looking and doing their due diligence, but uh, there's definitely some teams out there that are suffering and, and not in good spots. And um, and thank God the Jets don't have, the Jets obviously have a top five pick, but thank God we don't need, need a quarterback this year because I would, I don't, I don't even know how, how I would react if I was a team that really needed a quarterback. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many question marks. I'll say like, you know, who, who takes a quarterback, like maybe the saints don't like, maybe they just wait a year. Maybe they, you know, go with Jameis Winston, um, you know, for, I think, you know, I think he's healthy enough to play this year. I could be wrong there even, but um, yeah, man, I, I, it, it's, everything's a question. Like, I just, I don't think there's any lock as far as a quarterback going to a certain team in this draft, like whatsoever. I just looked at it. Um, Atlanta's quarterbacks are Marcus Mariota and Felipe Franks. They're, I think they're high on Mariota though, man. I, I, I don't know. I can't say why, but like they brought, you know, obviously they brought him in. Um, so they're high so- as a kite. It's 420. No, <laughs> Arthur Smith. What's he looking at? No, I, no. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. If they're, I mean, if their goal is to tank, like 
great. Oh, um, I don't. I mean, let's be honest here. It's not. I'd rather I'd rather Jameis Winston than Demarcus Mariota. I'm not just saying that because of like their draft history and, and how they've been linked throughout history. But um, if I need a guy to win me a win me a game or like I can ride for the season, he's not my guy. You know. I mean, he hasn't really done much, you know, up until this point. He's been a backup, you know, there in 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 Oak or in I'm sorry, in Vegas now. But um, yeah, I, I I probably do the same exact thing. I mean, that's kind of comparing the bottom of the barrel to the bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. I mean, you're you're Jameis Winston hasn't done hardly much any much of anything either. You know what I mean? So it's facts. It, it it's tough, man. It, it's like I know. Obviously, they it seems like they were excited to bring him in, this and that. You know, they I saw him like go through the, you know, go through the motions as far as coming in the building and you know, ecstatic to see you and you know, you know, you're gonna do great things here, like they always say. But it's like I don't know, man. The guy's done like nothing, so it's like for these teams to go out and and you know make it a big deal, make it a big like it's not a splash move. I think the you know, it's been a while since we were on. I think the Matt Ryan to, to the Colts move was a lot more yep. interesting than like a Mariota the Falcons on a second year coach. You know, it's just yep. It's kind of a mess in my opinion. But you know, maybe maybe Mariota, I mean, this is kind of probably his last stop as a as a starter, I would say. I mean, there's no way like if he if he comes out and, and absolutely shits the bed this year, it's like, you know, how many he's gonna be a career backup if that, you know what I mean? Like so, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I, I have a hot take about Mariota from way back when at, at Oregon. I loved him coming out of Oregon. Like I thought he was going to be like me, the me best too. quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. But if he had ended up going to Chip Kelly and the Eagles, I think he would have been a top 10 quarterback. That's an extremely hot take. I would have loved just, to see it. I thought it was going to happen. I can't remember where they sat in that draft, but I thought that, like, I think they were later. People, they were later. Um, and they okay. were trying to, I think they were trying to trade up. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, you know, that's, that's Chip Kelly's guy. He just coached him the year before. You know what I mean? Like, that was kind of like a, a match made in heaven in that respect. But um, obviously, it didn't come to fruition, but that would have been definitely interesting i would have loved to at least see that happen like why not he, he um i mean yeah he really hasn't had a had a chance i mean i know i mean yeah i guess like the titans were pretty good when like Tannehill overtook him as a starter there but even before that those titans teams were like absolute garbage and then even a little when he's gotten some playing time like for the raiders he's he's not been, i don't think he's bad but i'm not gonna sit here and say he's a bad quarterback but you know the Falcons were, you know, by all accounts, going to be absolutely terrible last year. They end up, you know, kind of putting up a respectable seven and ten. Obviously, a first-year coach, Arthur Smith, first-year GM. Um, you know, getting Kyle Pitts in the building, uh, losing Matt Ryan, obviously, is going to hurt. Like it, as as old as he is now, there's not many quarterbacks that you can get. Um, that's an upgrade, and certainly none of the rookie quarterbacks coming out this year are going to be an upgrade for Matt Ryan. So. Maybe they're playing just to ride him. Maybe draft the guy in the first or second, or or you know figure it the fuck out from there. But I'd have to think if you're going to have him as your starter, they're taking an absolute step back from where they were last year. Yeah, man. I I think like especially the point you make about you know Atlanta being seven and ten. Like I don't think many people thought that was even possible. So yeah. Um. 
it's it, say what you want about the coach. Who knows? You know, I, I think the franchise is kind of broken at this point. I don't think they ever they ever fully overcame that Super Bowl, you know, debacle. <laughs> like ever since then, it just seems like they I haven't overcome that yet either. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes that makes three of us, you know, um, like for sure that 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 team never got over it. You didn't, and I didn't. It was just like the worst choke of all time in my opinion i don't care if it's the patriots it's 28 to 3 but that's a, that's a tangent we could go on for hours probably but um yeah man <laughs> I, I i just think uh, yeah like i i don't blame i'll say it like this i don't blame atlanta for getting rid of you know matt ryan he's older you know what what else can you do like you're not you're not winning the super bowl next year i don't care you know who they bring in pretty much for the most part unless they did it a drastic move, but like Matt Ryan's old, get, get what you, you know, just let him walk, whatever. But uh, if they, I don't know what Mariota, like if he signed a deal or, or what they did as far as like how long he's going to supposedly be there, but right. like, he's not your law. Lo- like there's no way in hell that like he, he leads them to what they're in the, they're in a division with the Bucks, the saints. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. There's somebody Panthers. Else. The Panther. Yeah. They're, they're probably, a bad team. What, a, what an elite division of quarterbacks now, dude. Brady, <laughs> Darnold, fucking Mariota, and uh, Winston. See, once again, Brady, you know, say what you want about Brady. That's but... why Brady came back. He's like, shit, look at the NFC South. Yeah, and, and another thing, we didn't get to talk about this, but I think I think basically he orchestrated Bruce Arians getting out of there. Like, I think the second, yeah. the second Bruce, like, he knew definitively that, hey, Bruce Arians is out the door. He's like, fuck it i'll come back you know what i mean like i'll come back i think i think yeah i mean i i think uh yeah it was, i i also heard that he was actually gonna go to the dolphins because the owner yeah. of the dolphins is a michigan alum obviously brady went there as well so they have ties going back 25 plus years when obviously he was there at, at michigan <laughs> i also heard that before all the brian flores stuff came out that he was going to get offered a stake of ownership of the Dolphins franchise. Uh, in addition, obviously, like playing for the fucking team. Oh that that was basically pretty much set in stone. And then like a day or two before it was going to be announced, um, the whole Brian Flores stuff came out. So he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to come back to the Bucks." That's insane, man. Where else are you getting that that insider scoop like like you just got on the, on the Burly Honest show? But, realistically, that's probably like fake, but I've heard that I've heard that a couple of times. I read that a couple of times. It's not like it was fucking ballsack sports putting that out there, New York <laughs> Torch Sports putting that out there. <laughs> fucking like legitimate Rappaport esque people are putting that shit out there. <laughs> that that might be the quote of, of the fucking century, but uh yeah, that, <laughs> that's up there. Um no, nah, that's it, it. The fact when you said like he could have got part ownership of the team, like get the fuck out, like just yeah, dude. enough of this guy, man. Just I, I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, say you want he, he's, you know, arguably the best quarterback, whatever. I'm just sick and tired of it. Just go away. And then if like, if that would have happened, it's like this guy just gets handed everything. Like not handed. Don't don't get me wrong. It's just like I just can't stand him. I just can't stand anything about him. I'm just sick of it. Like. It makes the NFL like less appealing when he's in it. That's how much I hate him. But um, yeah, you know what's funny, man, is uh, not to go off on a tangent, but Marcus Mariota's twenty eight. I would have thought like, are you serious? It, like, doesn't it seem like he should? Like, I don't know. I feel Holy like shit. 
it seems like he should be older, but then at the same time, it seems like he just is getting going. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he was like 38. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, 28. Seven-year seven year, uh, career so far. Jesus though. Christ. He's got 13,000 passing. That's kind of hard to believe. But I know, you know, I know he's a starter there in Tennessee for, what was that, four, three, basically three years. Yeah, because he got drafted there, right? Four. He got drafted there, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Winston went to the Bucks. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. remembering it now. Yeah. Yeah. That was I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I remember that that game against the championship game, I think Ohio State and Zeke ended up beating them. That might have been the year we graduated high school, to be honest. I think it I think that, that I think you I think you're right there. It's right around there. Twenty four, yeah, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, maybe. Yeah, right around, right around. You're you're in that ballpark for sure, hundred percent. A lot of a lot of Marcus Mariota chatter. Never hurt anybody. That's for sure. Hey um, man, I I kind of root for. I mean, if anybody that can beat Brady at least once a year, I root for him. But hey, yeah, he has 100%. the chance to to do it twice. Willie, I I don't know, but I I you know the guy has had a. I, wasn't he there with Jeff Fisher too? And like he kind of ruins everybody. Yeah. You're right. So there you go. That that in itself is kind of like, well, I can't write the guy off yet because he had one of the worst coaches for quarterbacks ever. So fucking Jeff Fisher coaching the USFL right now. Wow. What a, a fall from grace it's been, I guess, right? Dude, it's just it's just those teams, the the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers just like realizing that Brady has like another easy road to the playoffs. Talking about that in April just pisses me off. It's just – it seems like everything works in the guys – it's hard to believe that it doesn't because it just seems like it always does, regardless of what happens. Like My guy Todd Bowles getting a shot. (laughs) It's going to make him look good no matter what he – if he's good or not, you know what I mean? It's like, well, the guy guy has has the team, the quarterback, so – you know, nothing against him, but it's like, dude, it's hard to fail, basically, in that. The way play. I look at Todd Bowles is Brady will be the essential coach of the offense. Todd Bowles will be the coach of the defense, and they're just basically going to fucking coexist. Like, if I was Todd Bowles, I would just do everything in my power to make sure Brady was happy, stay the fuck out of his way. Apparently, and this is where Arians went wrong, and he was just, like, trying to control too much, and I guess Brady, like – essentially brought some of his offense and all of the concepts he obviously used in, in New England down there. And then Arians and like fucking left foot try to ch- tr- try to take most of the credit for it, even though a lot <laughs> of the plays and fucking strategy behind it was all because of Brady. Um, right. So Todd Bowles, I mean, historically the worst at fucking sourcing offensive talent, sourcing offensive coaching, <laughs> coaching offensively in, in the history of the sport of football. Wow. Uh, so if he just stays the fuck out of the way and sticks with his defense, who is pretty good and probably will be pretty good again this year, then I think he'll be fine. If he tries to meddle and obviously get in Brady's kitchen and fucking boss him around, which I don't think he's that type of guy, but if he does, I think he'll be suffering the same fate as his uh, former boss did as well. That's my, that's my two cents on Todd Bowles. Hey man, I think, I think you're right. I think Brady got Bruce Arians. Like, I don't think, I think Bruce Arians was the type of guy, like, he'll tell you if Brady played like shit, like where Belichick was just like, what, next question. He never actually gives anybody an answer. So, 
Right. I'm sure Brady didn't like that too much. Like, you know, Brady's on a pedestal. Anybody that talks down on upon him probably has to pay severe consequences, like lose their fucking job. So it's like, yeah, exactly that. Like if Todd Bowles just like you said, coaches the defense, which I think he will. I think that's exactly how it's going to play out. Cause I think he realizes, well, I saw what happened to Bruce Arians when he, you know, kind of told Brady what to do and, and how to run the team and take credit where, you know, maybe he shouldn't have, but I think Todd Bowles will be like, Hey, I want to be a coach in this league. This is how I'm going to succeed here. And, and that's really all there is to it. Like just handle what I got to handle and everything else will play out. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, good for Todd Bowles. I mean, obviously, you know, dealt the worst hand of cards in the history of, of the NFL probably. And I don't even know why you would even take that Jets job back in the day when they had fucking no one. But um, yeah, I mean, he'll be facing Sam Darnold as the head coach. And I mean, probably not since Darnold's going to be benched by like the first half of week one. But um, yeah, good for him. I mean, it's it's obviously a, you know, a lucrative job, I think there probably weren't really many options out there. I mean, I, may, I probably would have given it to left, which to be honest over bulls, just based off his track record, but hopefully does a better job this time around, obviously as the roster, the front office staff, the coaching, um, just overall organizational talent um, kind of around him to be more successful this time around. But um, I just still think he's a horrible coach from, from back in the day, but that's just me. Hey, I mean, you're allowed to, you're allowed to feel that way, man. And, and, I don't think him winning now will prove that he's still not a horrible coach, you know, at least a head coach. You know what I mean? I, I think he's just, he's in a position where he can't really fail. It's like, it's almost impossible to not at least win that division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, No, you're a hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. All right, Aaron, let's do a little refresh. Um, Why don't we um, get a little Eagles chatter in here? Why don't we get a little Jets chatter? In here, why don't we uh, set up the folks for what our two teams are primed to do um, in next week's draft? I, you know, I know the Eagles and um, uh, Howie Rosen basically works on the stock exchange as a day trader, making all these goddamn trades left and right, trading up and down, trading picks, getting more picks, getting less picks. I have no idea what this guy's doing, but why don't we, A, uh, number one, Aaron, why don't we first get a breakdown of the trade between uh, your team and the Saints? Um, get a feel for where we stand now in terms of picks in the first round. And then give me a couple names. Give me a couple positions that uh, you are targeting on your short list that the Eagles hopefully address and select uh, next week. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I obviously the, the trade, not obviously, cause it's just, it's such a, it, you gotta like get your mind the whole way around it and, <laughs> and pay attention and really listen, like, you know, really understand it. Cause it's just, so the, the Eagles traded this. They had three first round picks. They trade two of those away, the 16th and the 19th and a 2022 sixth round to the Saints. And then the Saints in return will give them the 18th pick, a third round pick in, in next year's draft, a seventh round pick in next year's draft, which is basically a throwaway probably. And then <laughs> a 2023 first round and a 2024 Ayo. second round. So Obviously, they're trying to build for the future. I think they're trying to get younger and younger as the as the years go on here. I, I think that's the plan. Um, that next year, or I'm sorry, that 2023 first round pick will be interesting. Like, obviously, far down the road at this point, but um, yeah, it, it's just like it, 
it's really like perplexing. Like when that happened, I was like, you know, they're obviously seeing something that, that makes sense for them. Uh, at right. least right now. I mean, this is the same, this is the same guy that drafted, you know, could have drafted DK Metcalf though. And this is the same guy that could have drafted um, Justin Jefferson and swung, swung <laughs> and missed twice. So. Hey, did um, they, um did they draft our Sega Whiteside over DK Metcalf? Do I have that right? That's what it was. Yeah. That's exactly right. I read today um, that our Sega Whiteside is trying to be a tight end. Yeah, I was just about yeah, yeah, exactly. So guy can't even play the position he was drafted at. And what, <laughs> meanwhile, you got a guy making the Pro Bowl just about every year, I think. So yeah, that's a whole issue, you know, beside itself. Obviously, they need this to work out. Um, they can't miss on another draft, or I don't know how the guy he he's good, you know, fundamentally, like he'll he'll make the numbers work, he'll you know make moves that seem impossible. But as far as like whoever's doing the draft evaluation, whether it be their scouts or, or how he himself, like serious problems have happened, you know, year in and year out. So right. I'm just trying to remain optimistic as hard as it is. Um, but, you know, definitely loading up on the picks um, from what I read. I mean, they, they still want to get, they will, it, it, I'll pull, I'll pull up this mock draft. They're, they're saying another Alabama receiver, Jamison Williams. Um, That'd be I sick. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I would not. Obviously, he's six two, one eighty, and I'd like them to get like a more you know built receiver. I just I feel like the Eagles never do that. Um, you guys need Drake London. Yeah, yeah. See, some something like that, and and the Jets are uh, are rumored, you know, not rumored, but uh, mocked up to to go for him. So, oh really? At least in the in this, you know, obviously there's eight million different mock drafts i'm on i'm on cbs sports right now but yeah man i i don't know i don't know where they go uh i think safety is a concern they just lost uh ronnie mcleod left left uh went to the colts that's a that's a pretty big blow i mean you know first we lost malcolm jenkins now ronnie mcleod the the, the corners aren't 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 horrible but i would like them to get a say a, a safety and actually hit on a safety like just you know pick the right guy um they do need an edge rusher as well so i'm not against them going either one of those directions i i wish and i'm kind of hoping that they can get debo samuel i'm maybe i'm just reaching but i would rather them go get debo samuel and then draft an edge rusher or draft a safety because yep. the defense has improved in the offseason with with a couple you know they got um I forget now I'm drawing a blank on both of them, but they got two linebackers, one from the Cardinals, one from the, the Panthers that are out from the chargers. I'm sorry. One from the Panthers, one from the chargers. And both those guys are good. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 I wouldn't hate them drafting a receiver, but I, I really want the defense to improve. But once again, then, then it's, is it because John and Gannett sucks or is it because <laughs> we don't have the personnel? I don't know. So it, it's, it's just, it's a it's a confusing time to be an Eagles fan, especially with with Jalen Hurts as well. We don't know what, you know, he could he could get better, he could stay the same, or he could, you know, he could go backwards. So I I don't know, man. I'm really I'm really just kind of waiting and waiting it out and, and seeing what happens here. Yeah, that's all that's all you can do. I I think um yeah, I mean if you guys I mean talking about Jamison Williams again, like that guy tore I think he tore his ACL in the the college football playoff semifinal. I don't think he's going to be ready until like probably October, November, which I feel like is fine for a team like you guys. Um, you guys obviously have decent receivers like Devontae Smith's obviously nasty. Um, 
Goddard's obviously discussing, like, you can run the ball pretty well when Sirianni decides he wants to run the ball, which is few and far between, but you get my point. Um, so I feel like you guys can afford to, like, kind of play the wait-and-see game with a guy like that, whereas the Jets, you know, coming off a 4-13 season, probably can't afford to have a guy fucking sit out for half the year and, and not really impact yeah, the offense when we desperately need a receiver and, and talking about Debo Samuel, um, I think you have to get in line and uh, wait behind my Jets because I think we are primed and hopefully we'll we'll get him. Um, I mean, we did have a deal in place for Tyreek Hill, obviously, that unfortunately fell through because who would want to go to New Jersey over Miami? Um, <laughs> I don't know many people who would, but um, anyway, uh, Debo Samuel I think would be sick for – Obviously, either of our teams, I'd honestly give up the 10th pick and something else for him. Um, I have to think that you guys be willing to give up, you know, probably your first this year, maybe a second next year or something like that, just to get the job done. So um, there are going to be plenty of suitors for him, but I think he would change the face of our offense. I think he would change the face of your offense. But um, and and to Howie's, Howie's credit, like he probably took stock of this year's draft and was like, you know, it's just similar to how we've been talking the past you know, few minutes here. Like this draft doesn't have a lot of top end guys. You're kind of in the no man's land of like your 12 ish to like 20 ish range where yes, you can hit on a couple of guys, but maybe the positions that you can hit on, you already kind of have in, in tow. And obviously you guys finished nine and eight. So there's a lot of talent on the roster, but if you can supplement a receiver, uh, maybe supplement an edge rusher, I feel like you guys can probably get a decent safety in the second round. Maybe your guy Brisker from Penn State. But, um, yeah, I think maybe you do some wheeling and dealing as well. Maybe you move up, maybe you move down and get some more picks. But either way, I feel like uh, Howie has you guys in the right position. Just a matter of uh, pulling the trigger and making sure it's the right guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I, I wouldn't be upset if the Jets got – as long as the Bucks don't get Debo or the Patriots um, <laughs> or the Cowboys for that matter. Uh, yeah, Jesus, the Cowboys got him. Oh, my God. There's no excuse to not go to, like, the NFC Championship. Like, come on, man. Like, defense loaded, offense loaded. Like, what? what's the excuse? You know what I mean? But, but I, I do want to bring something that you, you touched on, I think, just a couple minutes ago was the Carson Wentz to uh, to Washington. I think we texted about this, but. The like, GOAT. What dude is it is it am I wrong for like fear I fear him in this division like as an Why, Eagles dude? Fan, I, I just I don't know man like last year I know the running game's insane in, in Indy I know the offensive line is is damn near insane too but it's like oh my god like we gotta face this guy twice a year and he went twenty he won twenty seven and seven last year is what I'm saying. He choked in the most important game so it does not matter you know it, Season ended before the playoffs. I get that, but I just I don't know, man. I just don't want him playing us twice a year. I just feel like something bad could happen here, dude. I mean, they're gonna win. They're gonna win four games and go two and zero against you guys, probably. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm okay with that, but knock you out of the playoffs. <laughs> no, no, don't say that. But I don't know, man. I just feel like he's like he gets to play the Eagle twice a year. Like this is like his revenge tour. Like. Colts just dropped him. Like uh, Frank Reich was his guy, and Frank Reich, yeah. like, like he he has everything to prove. So it's like, it's make or break, pretty much. Like, would you rather have Wentz or Matt Ryan right now? One year. See, see, that's tough, man. Like, what what team are we talking? Because we're talking Washington. Washington as, as constructed. 
I oh man, that that is see Colts. I'm taking Matt Ryan because he's the safe pick. But it's like, would Matt Ryan do enough on Washington? Like like Wentz's ceiling, it, it, in my opinion, can still be very high. He he does he makes bad decisions, but his ceiling, like if he yeah. balled out, he the way he possibly could, it scares me. But Matt Ryan, I'm like, dude, he can't ball out anymore. You know what I mean? He's he he's kind of like a a little bit better than a game manager. I'll say that he's a little bit better. I think I think yeah. I just I mean, Wentz was in like the perfect situation for him last year, and still ended up shitting the bed. Yes, he had his <laughs> yeah. good moments. He had twenty seven sevens, like obviously pretty good. But like Jonathan Taylor is is arguably the best running back in the NFL, probably behind you know Derrick Henry and a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Um, they. Had decent water. I mean, I guess the wide receiving core wasn't that great. I mean, obviously Michael Pittman Jr. is pretty good for the Colts, but um, you have scary Terry, a couple of good running backs there in Washington as well. Decent tight end, but healthy. Like I, I just, I think Reich and, and that entire offensive staff just knows how to play to his strengths more so than obviously the, the Washington staff did. Um, and obviously they got to see him, you know, close and personal with him being on the Eagles for so many years. Um, so I think I don't think I don't think it was a snap decision. I don't think it was a decision that was made like, oh shit, like we're missing out on the quarterback carousel. We didn't get Deshaun Watson, we didn't get Russell Wilson, we didn't get XYZ. We have to make a move and I ended up settling on Carson Wentz. I think it was a little bit more methodical than that. But at the same point, like I he doesn't he doesn't scare me whatsoever. Um I, I almost I mean I think my view of him would, would be totally different if they ended up making the playoffs last year. I think they still would have got stomped probably week one by whomever they would have played. Probably would have been like Buffalo or someone like that. But um, I don't know, man. I just like the mobility isn't like there for me. The arm strength is like, okay, still has trouble like reading defenses and looking off defenders and, you know, leads with his eyes too much is, you know, when he's good, he's good, but when he's bad, he is like atrocious. So I think it's for him, it's about limiting those those bad moments. And last year, I think just a few too many squeaked in and and showed kind of his true color. So it'll be interesting to see what that staff does down there. I don't even, I don't even pretend to know who the offensive coordinator is. I think it might be like North Turner's son or some shit. But um, yeah, I mean, I just he does not scare me whatsoever. Um, I would almost rather have like a Baker Mayfield than Carson Wentz at this point. Oh, yeah, that's a that's that couldn't be a better segue into the next into the next topic. But yeah, man, I hope you're right. I I just I don't I don't know why it's just like in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, oh my god, this guy with with Terry McLaurin with the running game. But but like you said, I mean, he had he had arguably the best running game. I think it actually well, I think the Eagles ended up the best total running game, but. Jonathan Taylor had the most yards for a single a single back. So yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's just like on paper, it's like holy shit, twenty seven and seven. But yeah, the guy still has. A, it's like, is he ever gonna get over the hump, or is he gonna be the guy that like everybody looks back and be like, man, he his potential was was out of this world, and he just never really fully got it together when he needed to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he, he's always gonna beat up on those bad teams. Like he, he's not gonna. I mean, he's not going to throw your clunkers. I mean, obviously he did against against like Jacksonville, but nine times out of 10, like September, October, before like weather gets cold, really getting to the meat and potatoes of the season, he's going to play better. And then I think the end of the year is always kind of when he like tails off. But when you probably shouldn't be tailing off as a 
if you're a perennial playoff quarterback, but neither here nor there. Um, Dude, it, it's yeah, just, I, no, go go ahead. It's just it's hilarious that uh that he's on Washington. It's just like wow. Like you know what I mean? It's like if you would have told me two three years ago he'd be on Washington, it's like no way. Like I know. Hashtag take command. Go commanders. <laughs> take command. Not even not even the football take- team. I'd rather call them the football team than the commanders. I think I think Cleveland Guardians gotta be worse though. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm gonna have like a hard time for the next probably five years calling the Guardians the Guardians. That's just that's oh my god, that's just that's cartoonish to me. Commanders isn't great. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't love that either, but Guardians, that's just that's that's pathetic in my opinion. <clears throat> Should have been like the spiders or something. Something I don't hate that. I don't cooler. hate that. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Baker Mayfield, we mentioned him, um, shockingly not showing up for, uh, voluntary fucking OTAs, whatever they call them, voluntary <laughs> mini camp, I think that's what yeah. they refer to it as. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, he's obviously on his couch, um, sulking away, obviously being very pissed off. Um, <laughs> side note, before we get into this whole Baker Mayfield discussion, if you're him, like, are you pissed that, I mean, do you have a right to be pissed that they brought in Deshaun Watson? Or is there just like a party that's like, this guy is 10 times better than I will ever be at the quarterback position. I can see why they wanted to trade for him. So, so you're basically like, do I, do I feel as though? Like, he, like, do, like if you're like, if you're Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Right. Let's right. Say, let's say you, let's say you, Aaron Riley have now become Baker Mayfield. Well, is there a part of you that's like, yeah. I'm like I'm pissed, but I kind of understand why they wanted to bring out a better quarterback. Are yeah. you like Are you like fuck that? Like I'm I'm the franchise. I hate to sound this bitter, but I'd probably be like, fuck that guy. Like I'd be like, look, <laughs> I got here. It was an absolute hellhole and a disaster, right? And yeah, I played bad last year, but from what everything I read, man, is he played that shoulder injury was nagging him all year long. So. Yeah. You can't like those stats are are they are what they are and that's bad. Everybody says that's bad bad tape. Like right, no right. tape would be better than bad tape, right? So, but at the end of the day, like the guy put put his body on the line for for the Browns. He he got him to the you know when's the last time the Browns were in the AFC Championship game? Um, or or no, I'm sorry, divisional round. I guess it was, but you know they're they're a couple plays away from being in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, they should have won that game. Right. And I know, I know Mahomes got hurt that game, this and that, but still, I don't. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, he he got them, you know, so far compared to like when he came in there. So it's like I'd be like, look, you guys have no. I, I would forever hate the Cleveland Browns. First off, I would forever <laughs> root against them every single game um, from here on out if I'm Baker. But I, I'd be like, look, I know Deshaun Watson's a good good player, this and that, but. You know, all that stuff that happened off the field, I've been nothing but, you know, from what every, you know, you don't read anything bad about him off the field, Baker, that is. And it's just like he, I, I think he he gave it 150% and it's like it didn't get him much of anywhere with with the organization. Like, you know what I mean? He, he they optioned, they optioned him for this year. Um, you know, it's like, man, like just it just sucks for him. I, I really do feel yeah. for him. I, I like the guy. He has that edge. He has that like F you attitude. If you don't like me, I don't care. Like that's, that's rare. Like it's, 
I think Carson Wentz is the opposite of that. He's like, you know, he, he wants everybody to like him and nobody really does because he seems selfish. But Baker's the type of guy where it's like, man, he'll 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 do whatever it takes to win. And like they just totally turned their back on him and they were like, Yeah, I, I get you're doing whatever it takes to win, but I don't know, man. They they sh- absolutely threw the you know kitchen sink at, at Deshaun Watson. So if it doesn't <laughs> work out, like shame on them. That's how I look at it. That was a phenomenal breakdown and overview of, of that situation. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to throw out the I wanted to throw out the question because I wanted to get your perspective on it. And, I mean, yeah, he Baker brought that team from the depths of hell up to obviously where they are now. And I know their GM's got some good players around him, and Stefanski's done a pretty good job. And you know, we've talked about a running game with the Colts and you know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, obviously, a great one-two punch, and you know. Receivers have have been pretty good over the years. I know, you know, obviously Mario Cooper there now and, and some other guys losing OBJ last year and, and Landry. Um, you know, we're, I mean, I, I guess, is Landry still on the team or not? So I don't he, think he's on the team, right? Is he? I think he's he's either a free agent or he opted out or something, but he said he doesn't, he didn't want to play there anymore, basically. Like, yeah, that's so he's probably not going to be there. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, coming off that 0 16 season and, and him being the number one overall pick, and, and I, I can't think of a more pressure packed situation to come into. I mean, maybe if like a New York team or like, a, you know, one of the like a Green Bay goes 0 16 and then you're a, a number one overall pick comes in there next year and obviously has a lot of expectations. He, he definitely turned that franchise around and obviously was dealing with guys like Hugh Jackson fucking Freddie kitchens um every offensive coordinator under under the sun basically before you know Stefanski got there and kind of stabilized the ship so um i i would be very pissed if i if i was him um i, I at this point in the game i i don't know who was going to trade for him um i saw something from the carolina panthers espn reporter saying that they were the leaders in the clubhouse quote unquote to trade for him um, I don't think it's that easy though, because the teams that are looking to trade for him have a ton of leverage. I think he's going to cost 18 million on the cap this year. So they could really come back to the Browns and be like, Hey, we're not going to trade for this guy unless you eat like half his salary. Um, because I mean, I, for one, if you're the Panthers, you're already paying Sam Darnold 18 mil on his fifth year option. You have to pay Baker Mayfield 18 mil on his fifth year option. You're basically paying, you know, 36, Mill, quick math um, for two guys, two backups essentially on their fifth year option, which obviously isn't ideal. So um, I think it might take a little bit. I think we're going to probably wait and see how the draft shakes out and then you'll probably see him get moved. Um, as it stands now, I don't really know how that <laughs> the Browns can afford uh, Deshaun Watson's contract and Baker Mayfield's contract this year. But again, the cap seems fake. So I'm sure they figured it out and, and have a a plan for scenarios a through z but it'll be worth watching I, like i mean if we want to get into the teams that are potential fits i mean panthers definitely makes sense um i could see the saints i know they have winston but he's obviously coming off an injury falcons um definitely makes sense i know we touched on Mariota a bunch uh, but those are just a couple teams that kind of come to mind for me and i i, I do think a sam darnold and baker mayfield training camp battle would be must see TV, and I would almost petition for them to get on Hard Knocks just to see all that content. Oh my God, me too. I, I, I would love, like, I would just love to see them go to the Steelers. And some, I know this is like far fetched, yep. 
but like edge out Trubisky, like nothing against Trubisky, but I, I just feel like Baker's been so up against it. Like ever since, like ever since all this went down and I, I know he went on the podcast and kind of like, you know, said, well, the, the real Cleveland Browns fans know that like I gave it everything. And like, yeah. I truly believe that like he does care. Like he's not a guy that just shows up for a check and, you know, mails it in. Like, I think that guy puts it on the, on the line. And like, if he played on in Pittsburgh and like beat the Sean Watson twice, next year that would just be absolutely like must see tv like that would just be <laughs> awesome like i would love to see that so i don't know man like you said i i don't like carolina that that seems like not likely i don't know i mean i don't know if they can somehow finesse i would if i were them i'd move sam darnold somehow some way get out from under that contract if that's even possible and and try and get him i would do that but um like i said it, it might not even be like feasible and, and somebody might not even trade for him and what they're, what they want. And there's so many moving pieces, but I, I don't know where he goes, man. I don't, I don't really know where to go from here with him. I think the Panthers should trade the jets a second round pick to take on Donald's contract is what I think should happen. <laughs> Just keep finessing him. <laughs> I mean, that trade, that trade is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's like, and the, what they're paying Darnold's insane too, in my opinion. But I I just I still can't believe they picked up his fifth year option without him even taking a snap there. Yeah, right, right. Makes no sense to me. <laughs> Hate to see it. Um, all right, Aaron, that was some great NFL talk. Uh, obviously, a big draft coming up. Um, no idea what the Jets are going to do. I know they've been rumored you know, to get every fucking wide receiver under the sun. They haven't got anyone yet. So um, I would definitely keep an eye on the Debo Samuel situation over the next week, whether it's the Jets, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the other 30 teams. I think everyone and their mother could use a guy like that on their team. Um, So if this trade request is legit, if the 49ers are actually considering moving this guy, um, I think you'll see a lot of, shatter and a lot of heat uh coming up uh, on this topic throughout the next week and it could definitely implicate or impact i should say some some draft position positioning um and if the jets are sitting here next week without the 10th pick just know that we are a wagon and have devo samuel and we'll win the ac east so that will be uh my final take on the nfl for this evening that that's a killer take i i hope he goes somewhere like not you know, already loaded. Like, if imagine yeah. he went to the Rams or something. It's like, dude, come on. Jesus. Him on the uh, him on the Ravens would be kind of sick, actually. Yeah, I don't hate that. I, they could use him a ton of different ways, too, for sure, like they did in San Fran. So, probably go to the Chiefs. Yeah, maybe that. I mean, they lost. <laughs> lost Tyreek. She just traded Tyreek for him straight up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, basically. All right, Aaron. Um, you want to get into a little baseball before signing off? Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 talk a little little diamond action. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Um, as far as like like you you said, the Yankees are disappointing. I mean, they're you know I think what they dropped the I think they dropped the six and five seven seven and six I believe seven and six yeah seven and six don't don't um, shortchange my guys there, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I get, you know, one more win, one more loss there. Better than better than four and nine. Hey, a lot better. Uh, Even though two of those are against the Yankees in the past <laughs> couple of days. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. It's been uh, like, it's weird. I mean, obviously it's so early. I mean, to yeah. say like any of these teams are, are definitive favorite or, or they're going to suck. I mean, you're, you got the O's, you got teams like that that aren't probably aren't going to compete, which I hate to say it, but you know, we all pretty much know that, but it, it's like, you know, like the Rockies, I think are seven and three or they were seven and four or something like that. I don't know, man. I, I as far as like, I just think the Mets are, I'll say this, the Mets are, are a scary team with, I think Buck yeah. Showalter is a guy that he just gets people to, to play for him. Like they, they always show up then, you know, uh, for that guy. So with that roster, with, with Adam Scherzer, obviously is a huge, uh, huge addition. I mean, they just beat the giants. I think they, they have two out of three from the giants are in that series, um, which obviously is another stout team. So yeah, two out of three from the giants, they're sitting at 10 and four. I don't know if the Phillies are going to be able to catch them for the division. It's an early take, but <laughs> but they're they're, are, uh, they're already four games back. <laughs> already, man, we're only fourteen games in, so right. do, do the math. It could get a lot worse. Um, I don't know, man. The Mets are just, but the Mets have that reputation to choke. Like they they've done it. Yeah. They've been there, done that. How many times? But I, it's just like they have a they have a legit manager, and I know they're their owner came out and said like, we will spend as much money as it takes to win a championship. So when someone says that it's kind of, it is a little scary, obviously for right. the league, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's baseball is definitely back in full swing. It's just who who's going to be the team this year. Is it the Dodgers? Is it the Mets? Is it, you know, Houston's always there now. It, it's giants Padre, you know, there's just a lot. So. Yeah, the Mets are a wagon, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't really hate them because they haven't been – I mean, they were good like one year. They went to the World Series and was that 2015 and basically my lifetime. Um, I always remember back when we were in like sixth or seventh grade, they just – I think they were winning the division by like five or whatever games. And then the Phillies came back, stormed back, and then ended up going all the way to the World Series, uh, which was nuts. But – um, they'll, they'll for sure burn out. I mean, obviously got to figure out DeGrom. I know Scherzer was hurt a little bit. So, I mean, if they can get those two guys going on top of, you know, their bats, I would look out, but I doubt those guys are going to be healthy for much longer because that's just the state of the Mets. But, uh, the team I might be looking out for is the angels, uh, sitting at oh. eight and five right now in first place in the West. Half a game up on the Mariners. Um, I I feel for my, for for Mike Trout, honestly. I mean, been on a horrible team for. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like he's been in the league for like ever. Um, and you got Otani there, which is obviously very exciting. Um, you got my guy Tyler Wade, I believe, from the Yankees. Um, he's a depth player, but should the Yankees should have never got rid of him. But um, I I really don't know much about the Angels. I don't know about their pitching at all. I don't know much about them, honestly, besides Trout and Otani, but I do feel for a guy like, like Trout, I mean, having to be basically the face of baseball for the last 10 years and, and not even sniffing the playoffs. So um, it is very early. It is, you know, 13, 14 games into the season, depending on which team you are. So um, them holding a half a game lead right now, doesn't carry much weight um, to me, but I do hope they can continue kind of their hot streak and, uh, go from there. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one to me. I think, yeah, somehow Cleveland is leading their division, which makes no sense to me. Um, 
but everything else is kind of in line with what I thought. I mean, the Dodgers being nine and three makes sense. The Rockies are, I mean, that division, that, that NL West outside of the Diamondbacks is loaded. So um, that should be fun all year. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, if the Padres can, um, you know, I, I know last year they kind of had that collapse, but see how they can bounce back this year and do some damage, but it is, it is a very tough division. So um, I wouldn't, you know, really follow anyone on that team or that organization if they ended up falling short of the playoffs, but it'll be fun, man. I mean, it's always, like you said, it's always a good time, um, especially as baseball starts. I know with the pushback and delay of the season, it's been a lot of baseball basically every day. Um, so hopefully it doesn't lead to teams kind of getting burnt out or injured late in the season, but right now it's just fun and we can definitely enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. It, it's such a long season, uh, to say any of these teams is like, you know, a lock or, or things like that. It's, you know, we're barely scratching the surface on, on the season. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I think another team real, real quick is, is the blue Jays. I think they, They've been ascending for you know the last two or three years. Whether whether they can win the 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 AL East, which is is absolutely you know always a a gauntlet in itself. But um, yeah, the Blue Jays to me like they they're starting to have all the right pieces in the right places. But uh, you know, will it all come together? And, and can they edge out the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays? I, who knows? Like who any of those teams can really take it. Um, so that that'll be really interesting, I think you know, come, come June, July, August, and obviously into September. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's, that's the team in, in the East that I think I was most concerned about is, is Delphi Toronto. Um, I think you look at the Red Sox, they don't really scare me that much. Yankees did some damage against them um, in the first season or the first series of the, of the season, which was obviously great to see. Um, I, I honestly think the Yankees would be undefeated if Garrett Cole, um, could get his shit together. Uh, the Yankees have a phenomenal bullpen um, who've been saving his bacon the entire season so far. He started like three fucking games. Um, there was this hilarious tweet from New York Porch Sports, which basically is a parody account that poses as being the New York Post. Um, they basically tweeted a Michael Scott office, uh, Scott's Tots tweet. They were like, Garrett Cole has decided to donate 650 laptops to a local elementary school if he makes it past uh, two two innings and he only ended up pitching 1.2 um, and then someone on the <laughs> Angels broadcast, someone on the Angels radio broadcast actually like read that tweet on air, believed it and they thought it was like actually real and they're like oh like it's a shame that these kids won't get their laptops now and all this shit so uh, uh, it's hilarious that uh, you know people are still believing these these parody accounts but that was a long-winded spiel of, of saying Garrett Cole needs to figure it the fuck out or the Yankees are in trouble but they got, they got some good pitching behind him Severino um has done some damage so far Montgomery's done some damage they got Lucas Heel waiting in the wings in the uh the minor leagues Cortez mustache the goat um he actually had a perfect inning or whatever they call it, perfect inning, I believe, uh, a couple of games ago. And Jamison Tyone to kind of round out that rotation. So I just pulled off that top of my head. I have no idea how I did that. But uh should be, a, should be a fun season if Garrett Cole can get his shit together. I'll say that much. Yeah, no, we can uh, we can pretty much close it out on, on, that, on that note. But, yeah, I think I saw a stat like yesterday. I think it was Garrett Cole's ERA since the – 
I don't know what you call it, the grip, you know, the spider crack, whatever they, they called it. Spider um, crack. I don't even remember at this <laughs> spider point. Spider tack. <laughs> but, but, yeah, there you see. Yeah, it's getting late, but, uh, yeah, man, it, his ERA is like 6.35. So I've I've been saying that ever since that happened. Like, I know they're shelling out a shit ton of money for him. It's like he has not, in yeah, my dude. opinion, I'm an outsider. I'm not a Yanks fan at the very least, but um, he's not lived up to, to what, they thought they were getting maybe before, maybe before the spider attack, but uh, not, not since that's for sure. Like he's, he gets shelled almost every game since that playoff game. It's like, obviously as the last game for them last year, but he, uh, he's kind of a shell of himself. I'll say that like he's not, not who he was. Yeah. I know a lot of the, and this is the last thing else. I know that a lot of the pitching stuff, um, has to do with like the they didn't really have much time in spring training and whatnot, and they're making excuses left and right. But you're getting paid thirty six sheets a year, so <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta figure it the fuck out, or or you know we're gonna have a different conversation. So you're meant to be the ace of the staff, um, and I know you're you're not. I mean, obviously the, the best ability is availability, and you're trying to you know save your arm and whatnot, but. We got to start winning some games um, and we can't get too far behind the Blue Jays this early because it'll come back to bite us in the ass later on in the year, but hopefully they can, uh, you know, get the bats going too. I mean, outside of like Rizzo, um, they really haven't been hit consistently. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, but uh, yeah, just looking forward to honestly seeing more baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that, I mean, I think, We'll wrap things up here. We'll we'll try and get back with you know the listeners. Hopefully, uh, they ain't completely give up on us. We didn't give up on them. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll try and get back to you know some type of, of schedule here going forward. Which you know just life gets in the way. It's all good. So, um, yeah, we try to bring you as much content in one show. I think we jam packed this one, um, <laughs> and we still didn't really slot in basketball but i mean i guess who really cares in my opinion but that's that's as you know nhl playoffs will be will be more interesting for both daniel and i i think uh i actually know that so yeah we'll uh we'll leave you with that and uh you know we'll catch you we'll catch you guys soon